This is the 126th episode of Downtime Podcast. I'm Elisa. I'm Jeremy. And we are back. I hope y'all enjoyed our Games of the Decade podcast. And now we just have a regular podcast. Yeah, it's good to be back to a regular format. Yes, <laughs> just a regular format. But we don't have any games to talk about, so... I mean, honestly, all, all I've been playing is Dead by Daylight, and I will not talk about that because I've already talked about that to death. And the, yeah. No pun intended. I have... I I showed you something that I have now, but I don't want to talk about it till the next podcast because I, I, I want to play more of it. Okay. Before, yeah, so... For sure, yeah. Yeah, I just don't... I'm not prepared yet because I've taken a, a quick... I haven't been playing it. I've been really busy. That's all I got to say. Basically, so. this is a, new, a news-focused podcast. This is a, we, a yeah. news-focused podcast. First regular episode of 2020. We are going to talk about the gaming news that just dropped this week and last week. And we are going to talk spoilers, Mandalorian, and The Rise of Skywalker at the end. So if you have not seen any of those things, then after you're listening to the news, you can shut off the podcast. We will, we'll give you a warning, too. Yes, we will give you a warning. All right. So a lot of the news that has come out in the last two weeks is very PlayStation-related. Yes, yes. A lot of PlayStation-related news that we have not been reporting on since we. this is literally the first podcast I, in a I, while. <laughs> I see you have notes, and I would actually like you to lead this portion because um, right. I actually, there's been a lot of stuff that came out. Yes. I don't know what exactly what you're going to talk about, but if there's something that you missed, I can always bring it oh, up Oh, yeah. As well. You're obviously going to bring it up, so yeah. it's all good. Um, first, before I talk about PlayStation, I want to talk about, an, I want to talk about um, how you can support um, the bushfires that are happening in Australia. Humble Bundle has come out with a new package called the Australia Relief Humble Bundle. It is open for one week and it is $25 and you get $400 worth of games. All proceeds help wildlife and animals affected by the Australian bushfires. Mm -hmm. And just to give a perspective on how good of a deal this is. So you have Void Bastards on this, which is currently 20 09 on steam and then you have hollow knight which is 14.99 on steam so already those two games alone make up for the price of 25 dollars. that's a steal that's a steal especially with hollow knight wow yep and then under this like okay void bastards hollow knight armello euro truck simulator 2 duck game hand of fate 2 paradigm crawled the adventure pals regular human basketball satellite rain hacknet hacknet labyrinth dlc mr shifty primal carnage extinction assault android cactus plus frog detective framed collection think of the children feather tower of guns rising dusk death squared paper bark quest of dungeons the stillness of the wind the gardens between paper fire rookie masquerade the baubles of dune and machinarium these are all for the 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 cause these are all for the cause oh, all wow. 25 dollars. that's insane why would yeah. anyone not do this yeah <laughs> help out help out what's going on in the world and play video games yeah and just void bastards and hollow knight 2 alone you know mm. you is a steal yeah so um just some news for everyone before we get into a lot of the playstation related stuff okay yeah so january 4th um playstation uh sony had a keynote for ces which ugh, i always forget it's computer um entertainment show 
Oh, no, no, consumer entertain. Oh, God. Yes, Something's consumer entertainment, entertainment show. show. Yes. yes, okay. And so Sony had a keynote, and you, when you hear someone is having a keynote, you're expecting a major announcement. And when everyone knew about this, people were expecting that the official release date for PlayStation 5 or they will officially show what the PlayStation 5 looks like. Mm-hmm. We know what it looks like through leaks, but the actual announcement. Right, not the dev kit. Not the dev kit. Right. We know what it's ish going to look like. Okay. But the keynote, PlayStation only did one thing. They revealed what the logo is going to look like for PlayStation 5. Yeah, I remember that. Just as Sony... Oh God! <laughs> they're they're like <laughs> I I Jesus. I don't want to be me- rude or mean in saying this, but be it's like rude and mean, no, it's please. it's simple simple showmanship is what I like to call it. Okay, that's it's simple showmanship. It's just like something so easy, but it's still a spectacle for some reason. Yeah. and of course it's getting a lot of press and buzz, and I think that was probably the reason why they did it too. Yes, it's oh they're going for the media. They're yeah. going for the likes. I mean, they're, bad publicity is still good publicity. They're going for the memes. I think, okay, I have a lot of thoughts after I round out the other okay. PlayStation news. Absolutely. So, aside from revealing the logo, this week, PlayStation revealed that they are skipping E3 again for 2020. So, it's going to uh, be yep, yep. two years in a row that they're not going to E3. And then um, a Sony spokesperson gave this to Polygon on the website Mm. after thorough evaluation sony interactive entertainment has decided not to participate in e3 2020 we have great respect for the esa as an organization esa is who's planning e3 but we do not feel the vision of e3 2020 is the right venue for what we are focused on this year we will build upon our global event strategy in 2020 by participating in hundreds of consumer events across the world Our focus is making sure fans feel part of the PlayStation family and have access to play their favorite content. We have a fantastic lineup, blah, blah, blah. So so that's the statement they gave Polygon on why they're not attending E3. And then on top of that, we are also aware that Sony is going to have a special event called um, experience playstation right and it is a month-long event in new in the sony new york store and that's kind of all we know about it because i don't think it's officially opened yet Mm -hmm. or it's either it may not have officially opened or it's going to open like in the next couple of days i see i'm not quite sure about the details and they're hosting this it's a fan event you can go to it do whatever but it's but Fans are now speculating like, oh, I wonder if they're going to drop some, you know, drop the details we've all been waiting for for PlayStation 5 at this event. Okay. And on top of that, people are speculating that PlayStation, now that they actually have a console that's coming out this year, they are going to finally come back with PlayStation Experience, their own expo and convention of PlayStation which they used to have, and then they also stopped in 2018 right. and 19. Right, right. They haven't had it for a while. And last year, for 2019, PlayStation's excuse for not going to E3 was they had nothing to report. That's what. That's the reason why. Hmm. And so this year, so, Sony has a lot of things, and, you know. But that's, yeah. Basically, what do you think about Sony's 
marketing strategy this time around? I think it's it's smart. And, you know, marketing is all about getting eyes on your product and getting eyes on you. So them not being there kind of puts E3 at a pressure. You know, E3 has always been like the the hub for video games you know yes. like it, it's always been the number one entertainment entertainment event for the longest time but they've kind of refused to grow with the times with like you know the introduction of the internet faster speeds yes. video like nintendo is the same thing like they don't really have a presentation they just show a video they show demos yeah well they have demos playable there but every morning at like on on tuesday oh, at yeah, 9 a.m yeah, yeah, yeah. they have a, a pre-recorded nintendo direct video they don't have new announcements at e3 really yeah, I mean, yeah, they usually just announce characters for Smash or they, they showcase a game. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, like, sometimes they'll announce, like, you know, Animal Crossing or whatever. Uh, but it's always in the pre-recorded video. It's not really a live thing. Like, you know, what yeah. Bethesda, Ubisoft, Microsoft, what they all do at E3. Um, so I think last year it was really interesting to know that Sony wasn't going to be there. And I was like, okay, I think they're going to continue this trend. So I'm actually not surprised that they're going to not be there this year. That being said... Uh, again, I think this is really smart for them to do because um, it gives them more press. And since they were the best-selling console of this generation, I think that they're really trying to gun and put pressure on being the next biggest-selling console for the next generation. You know, um, They want the PS5 to be what the PS4 was, but more. Either they know exactly what they're doing or this is fake bravado and it's all going to tumble down. Uh, it's yeah. either one of those two things. Exactly. And we won't know until I mean, it all comes together. You know, like certain sports teams, like you you win one year and then another t- team wins the next year. So yeah. Sony, even though they won this generation. They didn't win PlayStation 3. Exactly. They may not win the PlayStation 5. So we'll yeah. see. Like it really depends. And I think uh, uh, it, it's up to the consumers and the players to really determine if they want to stick with this or they want to move on to something else. Exactly. One thing I noticed about Sony and its presentation on PlayStation, probably having to do how they changed up the hierarchy and changed their org. Yeah. They were reorging. Um, Sony, a lot of the information that they've released in the past year, they've just dropped information in like random news articles. Like they, a lot of these things did not have a press conference. I see. It's straight up just like it came on Twitter or there was an article that was released. Right. Yeah. So or like trailer dropped on YouTube or something. Exactly. Yeah. So it, Sony might be trying to, you know, ad- adapt because they used to be very rigid. Yeah. Very formal. Everyone knows Sony as the brand that is much more, um, sleek's not the word I'm looking for because that's totally like, not related to this. But they're very proper, proper and by the book. Oh yeah, very Japanese. Very, yes, <laughs> and so this time around, I they're I think they're making moves to adapt to the international market. Yeah, and even they they've already release so many things international like a lot of people play playstation but even more they're trying to um yeah like the meme of the guy from malcolm the principal from malcolm in the middle oh okay how are you young folks doing oh yeah with yeah, the yeah. skateboard hello how do you do fellow kids like there you that. go how yeah. do you do fellow kids yeah yeah that's what it feels like playstation is doing mm-hmm. for their branding of playstation 5 right and you know I I get it. I appreciate it. And it's definitely, it's giving them the attention and the edge that they need. Yes. So more power to you. I mean, if they're going to go in that direction, you know, you know, Sega and uh, Nintendo had that kind of like Sega does what Nintendo don't kind of thing happening in the early nineties. And so I really think that they're, you know, 
video games kind of have to have this certain cheesiness to it. Like when you think about a gamer on like a TV show, like let's say like NCIS or something, like mm-hmm. you see them playing like a racing game, a shooting game, yes. or like some platforming action game or whatever. Um, you kind of think like, oh, like that's really that's not what gamers that's not what all gamers do or what they look like, you know? Yeah. Um, so I think PlayStation is just trying to, you know, again to your comment before, like add fuel to the fire that is the meme machine. Yes. So. I mean, I again, more power to them. I hope that this does give them an edge and do well. Um, I I am kind of more Sony biased because I don't own an Xbox. And I don't really have an interest in playing any Xbox games. But uh, I mean, with the Project Scarlet or the Xbox One X Series S or whatever it's called uh, that was released, everyone's just calling it a PC. I mean, yeah. I mean, Sony or Microsoft already showed what they what their console looks like and yeah. what it can do internally. Uh, and Microsoft, I guess, is trying to do something similar, but like a lot less sleek than what so than what Microsoft did. So because that's not Microsoft's sleekness is not Microsoft's brand. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm really interested to see who wins the console wars for this generation. Yep. Uh, definitely won't leave Microsoft out because, like I said, either Sony knows exactly what it's doing, or mm-hmm. Sony has no idea what it did what it's doing. True. So. We're we won't find out until the end of the year. What do you what, what do you happens. think uh, Nintendo is in all this? Nintendo is just chilling because <laughs> Nintendo. Um, I've said this a few times, but the Switch is just not the because the thing is, people will either own an Xbox or a PlayStation, but almost all of them at least own a Switch. Right. So like Nintendo's perfectly fine and like all of these companies for example rockstar has la noir on the switch Mm -hmm. Uh, just all of these different games are available on it and then there there's always going to be a market for portable everyone will always have a portable or it's not everyone but you know what i mean yeah i don't think nintendo's sweating in any way whatsoever yeah they're i like how nintendo's uh, nintendo is always a mainstay Yes. You know, the, uh, we've talked about how they're kind of like the Disney of the video game world. Yeah. Um, everyone likes them. Like a lot, few people hate them. Uh, they'll, in a way, they'll always finish third, but they'll still make a lot of money from it. You know, like you have Sony, and Microsoft in first and second, and you have Nintendo in third, but they're always going to be consistent. There. Yeah, they're always going to be third. That's the thing. Microsoft and Sony might change first place and second place every now and then. Yeah. But Nintendo will always be there. They'll always be selling games. Um, th- it doesn't matter what the hardware is because people will still buy it. You know, exactly. People can can exclude buying a Switch. I'm sorry, a PS or a PlayStation or an Xbox, but a lot of people will always have that Nintendo console exactly in, in their back pocket. You know, literally and figuratively speaking. Yep. Um, yeah, they always have software that's really popular. They that it's a kind of a mainstay. Um, they they seem like a really co- fun company to both work for and to, uh, you know, th- like look at behind the scenes. So yeah, no, I I think that I I do th- also think that Nintendo is always going to be doing well. I think that Sony wants the marketing that Nintendo has. I think Nintendo has done a great job marketing, and I think Sony wants that. Oh yeah, totally. I mean, yeah, when Reggie was president, there were a lot of memes, of course, that came out. Uh, he was a lot of he was a part of a lot of other YouTubers videos, like doing funny skits or saying something silly. And, you know, it was still on brand with Nintendo. Yes. But it also uh, brought more 
people's eyes onto who he is as a person. And, you know, Nintendo is very personable, not just through their games, but through their people. You know, their CEO was named Doug Bowser. Like, how much more do you need? <laughs> Nintendo's brand is personable and family. Yeah, absolutely. And that and PlayStation is going off brand for sure. Yes. This time around. Yes. And I'm going to be interested to see what other moves they make this year. Me too. Yeah. I, this is, again, this is going to be a great year for games. Yeah. <laughs> if they come out, <laughs> which leads to our next topic. Yes. Oh God. Okay. There were like 20 games coming out in March mm-hmm. and, and, Oct- and not October, March and April of this year. There were like 20 games coming out. Yep. Now they're like not coming out anymore. They have, yep. They've all been delayed. I'm so disappointed in one of them, but I know which one you're going to mention. I mean, I have a list of, okay. of everything that was delayed. Yes. So I'm probably going to mention at least one of them. Um, okay. So Cyberpunk. Oh, uh, that's the one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. That I pains did it. me the most. That I pa- did it. Because I really wanted to play that game like soon. Okay. Uh, so what was it? So what's annoying for me about the cyberpunk one is because I, I planned that April I was going to play cyberpunk. Me too. Like I had this all figured out uh, and then now I'm not going to play it. <laughs> so it's like, uh, okay, I guess I'm playing it in September. When, yep. Got delayed to September and I'm like, yep. I don't, I have other plans. <laughs> I know. What? They said at least is that they're working on polishing it. They've said the runtime and the game time of Cyberpunk is going to be shorter than The Witcher. Okay. And I've heard that The Witcher is long mm. from what uh, from just, you know, reading about it and everything. Okay. So, I wonder how long Cyberpunk actually is going to be. Um and then they have confirmed that Cyberpunk is not a next gen release. It is going to stay in fourth gen. Okay. Um so yeah, September seventeenth is the new date for for Cyberpunk. Yeah, God, that was really disappointing when I when they announced that. I was like, Ugh. oh, I guess I'm not playing this anymore. Yeah, that's how I felt right. too. I'm so disappointed. But I mean, knowing CD Projekt Red, they always do a good job. So if they need a few months, I'll give them a few months because I know they're gonna polish the game even further. Oh yeah, they have the uh, as they say, as the young kids say, the clout. <laughs> to do that yep another game that was delayed is marvel's avenger game march it was gonna come out on march 3rd 2020 it's a game squeenix game it is now september 4th 2020 i don't really have mm. a, a, like a, a direct opinion on that i don't either i'm just like yeah. okay whatever all right um this one is interesting so the final fantasy 7 remake part one because we know that this is not the full entire final fantasy game was delayed a month which is like kind of I, I usually games aren't delayed like a month that's nothing for like tetsuya nomura you know yeah. because like years is what he yeah, had i know and then a month is like nothing so yeah and i'm just like huh the last time i heard of a game delayed for a month it was because they were figuring out the marketing for that game which oh. one of the yakuza one of the Yakuza games was delayed a month. I remember that. Or was it Judgment? I don't remember which one it was, but one of them was delayed, but it but the game was already done. It was just that they were figuring out like promos for it. I feel like it was either Kiwami 2. I know Judgment had the PR talkie thing, so I think yeah. that's what we're thinking of, but I think so. I don't remember. Yeah. 
but one of them was already done and it was delayed as well i think i i i personally think that this is all this has been done yeah because like if you delay a month like that's nothing like mm-hmm. you can't do that you, you can't really do that much in a month yeah totally um so yeah it's gonna be coming out on april 10th 2020 now um i don't know why but anytime i th- i think about this final fantasy 7 remake i just like i just get so disappointed each time <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, like i don't know first of all this is not even the full game it's like the first third of the game yep which means that there's going to be at least two or three more and you know what the upcoming games are probably going to be for next gen 2 they're not even going to be because they're probably not going to be for playstation 4 right i don't even think that they like they've touched the surface of the other um the final parts of the final fantasy 7 game i think they've only literally been working on this first part i think that makes sense so the other parts are going to be delayed even further yeah delayed even further it's gonna be a plot twist if everything is already done and everything's gonna be released in a one month span like i (laughs) i will have so much respect for square enix if they do that they pull it off (laughs) if they pull it off i'm gonna be like fuck i'm gonna buy that collector edition oh here's my money here's my money (laughs) but i don't have faith so nothing wrong with that nothing wrong with that um i'm most likely not going to play this because it for me i'm just like well i'm not gonna wait an additional two years in between sure yeah because that's fair because the thing is, I've actually played Final Fantasy VII. Mm-hmm. So yeah, you're a fan, huge I'm, fan. Yeah, so I finished the game already. I know there's an end. Whereas, like, it would be different if someone was just playing Final Fantasy VII. They never played it for the first time. Right. And then the, the, they're just playing a trilogy yeah. at that point. But for me, I'm just like, I know that this can be done. So Right. You already know how it's going to start and end. I already end. know how it's going to start and end. So yeah. I can't just, you know play one part and wait three years for it right yeah so if i play it it'll be the collector's edition sure the final final complete edition totally fair because i'm not even gonna buy it anyways so. yeah so <laughs> well, yeah exactly yeah um oh and then this is not a delayed game but hello when's ghost of tsushima coming out like oh we don't know we don't have a release date for it yet i thought there was but i think it's just 2020s i think that they're targeting summer or like summer fall but it's like there's you know yeah there's not an actual (laughs) date yet don't pull that oh it's in stores now thing i'm gonna be like dude you could have given me a heads up i'm trying to plan (laughs) out my life exactly yeah yeah i'm trying to plan out my life this is like okay i will say ghost of tsushima is my most anticipated game of 2020 nice i've been waiting for this shit for three years yeah totally that's fair yeah and this is like this is gonna be the last game most likely i play on ps4 oh yeah so the shit better be (laughs) i'm gonna be disappointed if this game sucks but i I don't have any doubt because i do like sucker punch i i think they're gonna be totally chill yeah but still like you know can I get a release date? Yeah. Okay, thanks. Can I get that? Can I get that, please? Can I get that? <laughs> thanks. Um, but yeah, those are all our games that are delayed. Uh, and they're major games, too. Like, these are, like, the AAA games that everyone was expecting to come out. Yeah. Um, some other news. Uh, 
Horizon Zero Dawn is coming out to PC later this year. Sick. Yeah, so if you haven't played it yet, it's coming out to PC. More and more PlayStation game PlayStation exclusive games are coming out to PC. Interesting. Yeah, it's gonna you see, this might be part of PlayStation's master plan. So mm-hmm. we don't know. We don't know. We don't know. And then um tomorrow, January seventeenth, Dragon Ball Z, Kakarot is coming out. And yep. that's one of the only like major releases coming out in the next few weeks. Got it. And those are the news that I have. Am I missing anything? No, you covered everything. All right. Yeah. So thanks for listening to the gaming news of the first two weeks of January. Yeah. And yeah, uh, we're going to end this for anyone who doesn't want to listen to us talk about the Star Wars franchise. There's going to be spoilers for Mandalorian and Rise of Skywalker if you're not going to listen to that part. Uh, thanks for coming by. Uh, contact at downtime.live. Comment on any of our platforms, Podbean, YouTube, and we'll, Stitcher will write back to you. Um, join our Discord, which is in the description. And if you listen to us on Apple Podcasts, then write us a review. Yep. And yes, thanks for listening. If you're going to tap out now, and as of this clap, we are going to talk about Rise of Skywalker and Mandalorian for a little bit. All right. I I will say, let's talk about our overall thoughts, and then we can kind of divulge into details. So I really like The Mandalorian. I thought it was a really good addition to the series. Um, I like how grounded it feels and how analog it feels, because it's supposed to be taking place five years after Return of the Jedi. Yes. So the technology and all the props and all that look like very similar to the the original trilogy movies. And I think John Favreau... I was and, about to say, I think it's because John, John Favreau is a huge Star Wars fan. Yep, and of course you have Dave Filoni who directed yes. some of the episodes who, of course, did the Clone Wars and little bits of Rebels, and he's a, a huge person within Lucasfilm. Uh, he all, He's, of course, a huge Star Wars fan. So him and John Favreau together kind of concepted what the overall look and feel of the series is. Um, I like that, you know... the. I like. I just like how it looked and felt because it felt like Star Wars. You know, it felt like it was an extension. It, it feels like it's part of the universe. Yeah, exactly. And I, I really like that about it. Um, uh, it's really hard to kind of capture that. I know, and I know the the sequel movies definitely do a good job of kind of capturing that like post Episode Six world. Uh, but I think the Mandalorian, of course, does it a lot better mm-hmm. than the Rise of Skywalker. Yes, I have not seen the whole Skywalker franchise until the last two months okay leading up until episode nine. Oh, awesome and then two months ago i was like i should probably watch everything because mandalorian's coming out yep. rise of skywalker's coming out i was like this is probably important for a lot of reasons so, mm, so yeah. i watched everything for the first time nice and what i like about mandalorian is one of the reasons why i like the original trilogy and it's just a nice, fun, linear story of misadventures of Baby Yoda and Mando. Like, it, <laughs> that, that, that's one of the reasons why I really like it. I just like how it's just, I could watch a standalone episode and it's going to be totally, like, you know, like, yeah. it's just going to be, oh, what what shit are they going to get in this episode? <laughs> like, who who's causing problems now? But you can just kind of hop on and it's just an overall good action drama um sorry space opera um tv show yeah 
Um, it reminds me a lot of this old Japanese TV show, and I think it was. I don't. I don't know if the show is the original creation, but it's called Lone Wolf and Cub, and it's about the samurai that like takes his baby around in like a carriage, and the baby. Um, I don't know if it's his. Like there are some depictions where the baby isn't his, and there's somewhere that it is his. Um, but the baby, the baby's cart is lined with like traps, so he can like hit something, and like a spear would come out and kill someone or oh, something like that. Yeah, if it was uh, in, um, threatened. Yeah, basically, and the baby would kind of know what to do, and then the guy would kind of help out too if he needed to. Um, but the the Mando Baby Yoda dynamic reminded me of Lone Wolf and Cub because like you know you have this fierce warrior and this innocent child and they go around together doing adventures and yeah to your point like what are they going to do today yeah that's how lone wolf and cub is like you don't what's going to happen in the next episode they come across the village the next episode they meet a boss yes the next episode like someone's just goes fixing on. their ship yeah exactly and, <laughs> yeah. and i really like that every episode kind of had an anthology yes. aspect to it that's the word i was looking for yeah it's an anthology like you can just watch an episode and be fine and you, you right know. but of course starting it from front to back is definitely the way to do it um, because yes. like you find out how Baby Yoda got there, yes. you find out more about him and who he is, and et cetera, et cetera. And I like that there's this overall overarching story in the background that's not too much of a focus for the for the show, but it doesn't like take shape until the very end, and what yes. I think is beautiful. Yes, even though we don't, I don't know if Lone Wolf and Cub is a direct reference. I do know that uh, George Lu- so Lucasfilm is inspired by a lot of Japanese. Uh, film and cinematography especially kurosawa yep yep so even if we don't know it wouldn't surprise me if a lot of that is influenced yeah i, I would think that there's some influence from it i wouldn't say it's 100 percent. yeah but um i think that it, it's definitely there's some inspiration taken from that yes definitely um, yeah and a really underrated aspect of the show that I never hear people talk about, but this is actually one of the reasons why I love the show. Yeah. I love the soundtrack. The music is excellent. The music. I like how they incorporated. John Williams is the original composer. For the overall themes the of overall Star Wars. Themes, yes. yes. But I don't know for the show specifically. Oh, no, no. I uh, So I was about to say. What uh, Ludwig uh, Göransson oh. is the composer of Mando, and what I like is it incorporates the Star Wars feel, but also sounds like cowboy western music. Absolutely, and yeah. that's one of the reasons I love the Mandalorian uh, credit song. Yeah, it's uh, oh my god! Anytime I hear it, I just it, it just feels so badass. Oh yeah, it gives me a lot of feel, like a lot of p- good feels of like oh look at this outlaw yeah baby yoda like <laughs> you know what are they up to next yeah i i think that the theme the mandalorian theme is one of my favorite tv show um soundtrack pieces i've heard in a very very long time likewise yes yeah. um building off of that something i really like about the mandalorian is that it's not afraid to kill off seemingly important or important characters oh my god when they killed uh, off, uh, oh God, what was his name? The Ugganaut? Yeah. I don't remember his name. I don't remember his name. I just know it's Nick Nolte. Like, yeah, the actor's Nick name Nolte's Nolte. character. When they actually killed him off, I was like, he's not going to be in season two. I know. I was, I was like, like what? I wanted Mando to have a crew, you know? I know. Oh my God. That was, just, that was shocking for sure. Same. Um, yes, I totally agree with that. Also, I, I like jumped when I found out that, a that the main villain of the series Moff Gideon is John Carlo Esposito. Oh, oh. Um, I am a huge, huge, huge breaking bad fan. Yeah. And I think that 
he is an excellent actor and I love when he plays villain roles because oh, I think yeah. I don't he is one of the best actors to do a smart intelligent villain mm-hmm. and antagonist like cold calculating yep, yeah exactly he's great yep he is gonna be a huge character in the boys also if anyone watches the boys and i just love how he plays um i just love how he always plays the villain role. yeah he's good yes uh really quick side note did you watch el camino i did watch el camino it was so good right yes it was excellent oh okay my God. so on a, another side note I was about to not watch El Camino because I felt very strongly about the ending of Breaking Bad. Okay. And for me, I was like, okay, I am not watching El Camino if Jesse doesn't fucking live because the whole point of Breaking Bad is that Jesse lives. And if I watch this stupid El Camino Mooney movie and Jesse is not alive by the end of it, then it's not canon to me. Oh. <laughs> yeah, because I'm just like, the point is he is, like, you know, I love the fact that he escapes, and I'm like, Vince Gilligan, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah, no, he did it right, though. Yeah, he did what it are right. you doing? But then I was very satisfied. Yeah, like, I it was, was good. Happy. Oh, yes. so good. Yeah. But yeah, I was about to not watch it, just because I was like, fuck money grabs. That's fair. So. That's fair. But yeah, this was this one was done well. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Cool. Yes. Okay, before we go on to Rise of Skywalker, are you obs- as obsessed with Baby Yoda as the whole entire world? No. Okay. I'm not. I think Baby Yoda is cute. Like, don't get me wrong. I yeah. think I love weird, cute shit, but I'm not like, this is my entire world. Yeah. And like... That's how I feel too. Yeah. I'm like, you're cute, but yeah. I don't need you. you yeah, know? I'm just like, this is adorable, <laughs> but you know, I don't need like 5,000 toys for it, Yeah. which you... You best believe there's going to be a billion. T- uh, also, what's really funny is there's not a lot of toys for it because Disney did not n- realize that Baby Yoda was going to be a pop culture icon. I think that's actually the funniest thing ever that they, <laughs> that they actually had to rush like like all their mer- merchandise because they yeah. had no idea that Baby Yoda was going to be that popular. Their hindsight was not 2020. <laughs> Which they, they're normally on point though. Uh huh. They're very on point, but not this time. I think they just wanted to fuel John Favreau's creative vision. And, I know. and then John Favreau was like, I just want to make a cool story. And then Disney's like, holy shit, this is the most popular character that we've ever had. I know. And then, right? and then John Favreau was like, I don't care. <laughs> and they're like, but we need to make toys. And he's like, okay, how about season two? They're like, yeah, season two, as long as Baby Yoda's there. Yes. And he's like, okay, thank you. And he just oh walks away. <laughs> and then, uh, you know, that, that's how I feel too. Like, I, I, I like that there's a lot of hype around it because it kind of brings attention to the show. And it's it's excellent because I want a lot of people to watch it. I want them to appreciate it for what it is and not just like it because Baby Yoda. I know. I love that show so much. Um, I think it's a great show to get into the Star Wars universe without watching the movies. Like if you like. This oh, is like, absolutely. In the situation that you didn't want to watch the movies, this is like perfectly fine to just watch by itself. Like, yeah, totally. It's just a regular TV show in space. If you know. 100%. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I, I think it's. A th- I. Yeah, I, I think that they're doing a good job with the show so far, and I like the overall quality of it. Oh, totally. Um, okay, Rise of Skywalker. Okay. 
how I like to describe it is um, <laughs> if I'm looking at the at the sequel trilogy in a vacuum, like just the three movies by itself. Yes. Um, episode nine is my favorite in a vacuum. If I'm looking at the movies with of the whole Skywalker saga, all nine movies, nine would not be my favorite. Seven would be my favorite. Okay. It would be seven, nine, eight. Okay. In terms of, uh, yeah. And I think that as a, like I said, in a vacuum, as a standalone, I think it's just a really fun action adventure, you know, like just good old, good old, like, you know. It's good a good popcorn yeah. movie. Yeah. It's, you know, you know it's, it's fun. It's very fun. Like, I love the action. Like, I actually really like Poe po is actually one of my favorite. Um, Same. Uh, one of my favorite characters of the new sequel trilogy. Uh, you know, everything's all fun. Uh, but then when you think about the build up to it of the whole Skywalker series, I'm left very disappointed, especially with the ending. Um, I think for me personally, I love the first two thirds of episode nine. Mm -hmm. And then the last third of episode nine, I'm not a huge fan of. So pretty much the turning point was the wave battle. The okay. ocean the ocean battle okay. was like my favorite fucking thing of the whole so entire badass. movie. Yeah. It was like so good. Visually, oh my god. Yes, it's a it was, great set piece. It was amazing. But everything after that, I was like, oh, all right. Don't know how I feel about this anymore. Yeah. I I I also have very strong opinions that are negative. Um I actually would put nine below. I if I were to pick my favorite movies in order from the sequel trilogy would be seven eight nine mm. um i agree I, I agree with all your points i think that nine kind of i will say it made me like the sequel trilogy a lot less now mm -hmm. um i'm a huge fan of like the extended universe stuff that came out before disney bought lucasfilm like uh so like call like katarn like the Jedi, clone like, wars and yeah like the not just that but like the games like, oh like knights of the old republic Oh uh, well, like like Jedi Outcast, Jedi, Jedi Academy. I see. Um, like uh, uh, what's it called? Uh, Shadows of the Empire. Um, like the Thrawn stuff. Like before he was uh re, re updated to be in canon now. Mm -hmm. Um, like there was a comic like before Rebels came out. There was a comic where Darth Maul had a rematch with Obi Wan, and I didn't know that. Yeah, and it, and he of course he lost. Uh, Darth Maul lost, but it, I felt like it was a lot. It was really deep compared to uh, um, a lot of the other stuff that, that has come out, too. Mm -hmm. um, but, I mean, like, I understand why Disney would want to redo everything because the Star Wars universe is kind of all over the place, especially especially with the EU, because you Palpatine came back twice. Luke had a clone of himself at one point. Like, it was it was messy. Like, Disney doesn't want to meddle in that. They just take inspiration from these things and they make into their own movies. So, um I, I kind of want to go into a little bit of details as to why I can I don't like nine. But did you want to say something before I go on? Oh, God, I have a lot. OK, I have a lot of thoughts. OK, so, so um, first what I want. So first, the reason why I like the first two thirds of the movie. Yeah, is just simply they're all together. Yes. I like I that's actually my favorite part about Star Wars. It's when everyone is together on the sh you know, it, it's it's a fun it, it's adventure. A, it's, it's a fun adventure. So just um, Poe going back to where he came from and meeting his ex-girlfriend, like, you know, like all of these fun things, are, yeah. you know, just it, it's a lot of fun. Um, 
and just the adventures are great. Um, I felt a lot of feelings with the Chewie fake out because Chewie is my favorite Star Wars character. And they, they weren't going to do my boy like that. And oh, my God. I would like my whole theater gasped because they were like, is because the thing is, they had the thing with R2D2 and yeah. then like. C uh, three um, C three PO was like, we might need to wipe my memory. I'm like, are they literally killing every single original character? Because yeah. if they are, I feel a lot of things that I don't. Want. Yeah, and I was like, I was what like, the fuck, I, JJ? I thought they were actually going in that direction. I was like, you've got to be kidding me! They're actually killing everyone off, and then yeah. they all survived, which is fine. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, the two first two thirds of the movie, and a shout out to that wave battle was so excellent. Okay. Like, yeah, yeah, I yeah. love that battle um, on the ship. I, it was very well done. Yeah. Um. Okay. Okay. Uh, I, I'm going to go through bits of the movie, and, and you can build off wherever yeah. I stop or wherever I am. So the beginning of the movie starts off with them, like, like hyperspace jumping, and it was literally setting up for the, the first third of the, of the movie. Yeah. Um. And it, it's like... Everything happened so fast in the first five minutes. I was like, I was so tired by the end of the whole movie that I was like, this, they crammed everything into it. Because JJ was not trying to fix things that Ryan Johnson created. He was more like trying to make his own vision from seven and while also trying to make Ryan Johnson's vision from eight end as well. And trying to make the whole trilogy, the prequels and the original movies end as well. And so he had a really big burden and task on him that I understand is a thing, but you, you can't please everyone and um i definitely was one of those people that was not pleased um the whole beginning opening crawl where they're like the emperor is saying stuff i'm like shouldn't that, that have been in the movie you know shouldn't they have shown the emperor earlier like, in episode seven and eight or just in the in they should have started the movie with the emperor making the message and not say it in the opening crawl because yes. i felt like that was kind of a cheap way of introducing the movie and making the emperor come back i'm like this is so dumb so then we see the clones of uh what's his face uh, Snoke, and he's like, I am Snoke, blah, 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 blah. I've been the voice in your head. And I was like, this is so... All right, the Emperor's back. Okay. Um, and again, then we cut to the hyperspace jumping, and I'm like, this is so... Okay. And then we cut to unused footage for episode seven, where they show um, Leia training um, Rey. I didn't know that was unused. Yeah, that was footage they cut from episode seven. Wow. JJ, JJ left it out, and then they just re-edited it back in. That's why it's at one point <laughs> you see Leia's. You don't see Leia's face. It's yeah. like kind of covered in shadow because you know Carrie Fisher passed away. But they yeah. wanted to include her in the movie still somehow. I see. Um. So then we have the crew together. They go to that desert planet, and then they find Lando, which I thought was okay. And then they see the giant snake. Lando thing. for sure was there, just for the sake of nostalgia. Uh oh. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that yes, that is the correct answer. <laughs> that is for sure the correct answer. But I also think it is to introduce possibilities for a new TV show or a new movie. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I thought that was the only reason he was there. And I will go into that, too. <laughs> yes. Um, um, can I talk about Emperor? Emperor. Oh, fuck. Emperor. Emperor. Palpatine. <laughs> go on. <laughs> I can't talk go right on. now. Okay. Um, so I'm coming from the perspective that I binged these movies before I watched. Okay. Like I, like I binged all of them in a very short amount of time. Uh-huh. I, um, first of all, as a person who saw Darth Vader literally throw Palpatine over a bridge, my first thought is, oh, he's not dead. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, I was like, oh, what? 
he's alive. Mm -hmm. Um, And on top of that, with episodes seven and eight, it's like they imply that Snoke is a mind bender and a mind reader. Uh So when in episode eight, when Kylo kills Snoke, I thought it was an illusion because the whole entire movie is about illusions yeah yeah so i was like oh snoke is gonna come back in episode nine because that literally like makes you know like he's he didn't just die because like he it would have been a bigger fight you know what i mean yeah yeah and then to find out that like oh snoke is an imagination of the emperor i was like y'all should have just like kept snoke as the main villain like Mm -hmm. you know who that that just believes in palpatine stuff or if palpatine was a thing i feel like it should have been more heavily hinted at in like episode seven and eight that oh totally he's actually not dead but i also am just like so he's literally plugged in and that's how he's alive (laughs) which is weird i feel like it should have just been a spirit or a ghost yeah yeah i actually uh i i think that the plugged in thing looks weird because i'm like yep all right. He's, he's, <laughs> he's my old Samsung Galaxy S3 that can't work unless it's plugged in. Yeah. That's basically what I, he is. I was, like, I, was like, I was like, okay, I guess. I, I think that if you brought back Palpatine, he should have been a spirit, in my opinion. Yeah, I could see that. I think yeah. that would have been a better plot device. And, of yeah. course, alluding to him earlier in other movies is, was also something that should have been done. Yeah. Um, um, so that's what I have to say about Palpatine. Yeah. No, I agree. Yeah. Um, so we're on the desert planet. They get into a chase. Uh, and then they crash their speeders and they, they're in quicksand. And then um, Finn is like, I need to tell you something, Ray. And then Denver gets answered throughout the entire movie. And I, that pissed me off so much because they didn't close that part out. Um, and so then they find some dumbass dagger that apparently lines up with the Death Star. But you don't know that until later. And then they find a giant snake that just had that was just blocking the door the whole time. And I'm like, OK, this is weird. And then we go to the part where they find the old ship of that old Sith dude. They get on the ship. There's like, oh, this, this has some history or something. I'm like, okay, um, this is probably the ship that Ray's parents had. And then, um, then the Chewie thing happens, and I'm like, okay, they didn't show it on screen, so anime death rules. If they didn't show him yes. die, he's not dead. Yes. You know. And so, uh, yeah, I I was kind of worried that they would do him like that, but then they could not. Like, I swear to God, if they did Chewie dirty, that is fucked up. Yeah. No, he's like one of the most popular Disney. No, I'm sorry, Star Wars characters of all time. If they did Chewie. C-3PO or R2-D2 dirty. It's like, how could you do that? Like, they're, not, they're not even humans. Come on. Right. <laughs> oh, speaking of characters doing dirty, they did Rose Tico dirty because they didn't even Bruh. have her. They, she was like, she she just made lines that didn't really progress the story further. And I think it's because like JJ was afraid to have her in the story again because of the backlash dude, she received from wimp. 8. JJ is such I know. A wimp. I was like, dude, she should have gone with them on the adventure. I remember yeah, someone. I, I completely agree. Because it's like, yeah. you introduce her as a crew character in episode eight. So how are you not going to include her in the main (sighs) cast? So dumb. And I was like, dude, and yeah, like I think someone asked her at like D 23 expo or something like, Oh, is your, is everyone going to be together on this adventure? And she's like, uh, yeah, (laughs) there's, there's a part. And I'm like, you know, it's like when people asked Gwendolyn Christie, I'm like, Oh, how do you picture captain Phasma? What do you think about her? Did nothing. She, Captain Phasma was just an action figure to sell. That character did nothing, and I'm like, this is a waste of talent because you've got Gwendolyn Christie. Yeah. You know. Oh man. Anyways, moving on. But first, can I talk about Finn real quick? Go ahead. Uh, so I like Finn. Finn's really cool. Um, they played me as a Finn Ray stan, and 
I've been a Finn Ray stan since episode seven mm. because I felt that those two had great chemistry. Me too. In fact, those two have better chemistry than Kylo and Ray for a lot of reasons. So for a lot, a lot, a lot of reasons. And uh, so and it's really obvious in episode seven, too, that yeah. they're in, that at least in episode seven, it's implied like, oh, these two are going to be really good, like have a good relationship of some sort. Yeah. And so when Poe, Poe is me, basically. Poe is like, so what's going on? And Finn's like, oh, I, you know, like I just needed to ask her something. And I'm just, and Poe's like, oh, really? And I'm just like. Yes, my like you know my stand dreams are coming true. These two are going to get together, yep. only to be riddled with disappointment, which we'll we're probably gonna talk about in five minutes. Yep. I feel like we're getting there. So, so after the the whole Chewy, well actually before the whole Chewy thing, like Kylo Ren's like zooming at her in the desert with his Tie Fighter close to the ground, and she's like, I need to make a cool heroic move. So she does a flip, she cuts his wing off, and he crashes. And I'm like, oh my god, they're gonna they they hate each other. I hope they don't kiss at the end. <laughs> Was I wrong? Anyways, so. <laughs> the, so you know, oh then they they do some other bullshit and they go to a planet that has the Death Star because the dagger apparently lines up with something on the Death Star. Yep. Um, and they find this girl named Jana who was a part of a stormtrooper battalion and apparently she defected just like Finn. And this is the part I hate the most because they had a scene that was cut from Episode Eight where Finn was trying to tell stormtroopers that were with Phasma to defect. He was like, "Turn on her. She's weak. If we all you know go against her, she can. She won't be able to take us over." But Ryan Johnson cut that out of the movie, and I was I, so disappointed because Finn's whole arc could have been him turning stormtroopers, you know, and that's something that like they really did him dirty with. So I was ta- I was listening to the podcast Fat Man Beyond. And it was Mark Bernardin who was saying how he's disappointed in the treatment of Finn's arc. Yeah. Because in introducing Jana, it's like um, he was saying, you know what would have made Finn's arc complete if Finn, if they just included this single conversation, Finn asks Jana like, oh, how did you get the confidence to, you know, defect? And Jana goes, oh, we heard about you. Mm-hmm. And just like some sort of acknowledgement that the fact that he turned like inspired so many people to do it. Like, yeah, that was like he was so he was basically agreeing with like that was the one single thing that was missing. It's like he did Absolutely. defect. But like, what does it all mean? It, mean? it meant that a lot of people defected. And like um, he I agree that that should have just been his main plot the entire time. Oh, it would have been perfect. He would have yeah. been, he would have made me like him a lot more. Like yes, I like him a lot. I, I agree. I completely yeah. agree. He would have been like a star Wars hero if, Oh yeah. And I feel like that's like just not even a lot of dialogue to establish that. You know what no, I mean? Yeah. But yeah. It, it, it can like, all be shown. That's you know? what's disappointing. There's a lot of like, if you added that line, this would have made more like, if you added one more line, this would have all been fine. Yeah. Like that type yeah. of thing. So, that's what a lot of this uh, sequel trilogy was. I want to mention something else about Finn that um, I won't mention later on because it's it's kind of like at this point it's kind of uh, good to bring it up since we're talking about him. In episode seven, it's kind of, it's not really implied, but it's kind of nudged at that he might be force sensitive because apparently, according to the Anakin Skywalker lightsaber, the wand chooses the wizard. 
Kylo and he Ren was holding those. Sab- exactly. Yeah. Kylo Ren couldn't pick it up because the the lightsaber or the force controlling the lightsaber didn't choose Kylo uh, because yeah, it knew yeah, that yeah. he was too to the, much to the dark side. But it let Finn wield at one point. Yeah. And, and he it, was a, he was holding it. Perfectly he was, fine. Yeah. yeah. He was using it fine. He used it on uh, Takodana on Maz Kanata's castle and he used it to fight Kylo on uh, Starkiller base. And of course, it also chose Rey because she was good of heart or whatever. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And uh, in this movie, it's implied that he's also force sensitive more. Episode 8 was more like, oh, you're just a dude. Don't worry about it. Episode 9 was like, oh, you actually might be force sensitive, but they don't go any further than that. Yes. It's just like, fuck off. You're you're, you're nothing. Yep. And I felt really bad about that because it would have been awesome for him to be an ex-stormtrooper that was also force sensitive because there was a character like that in the original extended universe of the Star Wars franchise. His name was Kyle Katarn. He was also a former Imperial trooper that became a Jedi because he realized he was force sensitive. Um, so I thought that would have been a really cool take on his character. I agree. Along with the Stormtrooper stuff, of course. And I just want to see people that aren't Skywalkers use the Force. That's a, that's all. Like, you know what Absolutely. I mean? Absolutely. I just want to see different yes. people. Like, Yoda uses the Force. Um, Mace Windu uses the Force. Like, yeah. I just want to see other people use the Force. That's, Absolutely. That's all. That's all. They played me like a fiddle. Because yep. what he's trying to reveal to Rey... Is that he's force sensitive and not that he's in love with her. I Yeah, exactly. And I was like, y'all, go on. Just, yeah. Just go on. Go so on. So we're on the, <laughs> we're on the, we're on the Endor planet, not the moon of Endor, but like another, another moon of Endor, um, where the Death Star wreckage is because that's where the end of episode six happened. And, uh, the wreckage of the Death Star, apparently when it blows up, it gets, uh, it gets connect. It, it gets in the gravity of another planet and goes there. So we're on there. They use the dagger to look at the thing, and they're like, "We're gonna go to tomorrow because the waves are too rough." And then they're like, "Oh no, Ray! Ray is already taking a boat to go to the thing." And they're like, "Okay, whatever." Blah blah blah. We gotta f- find the Sith thing. Actually, I, I skipped the whole entire part where they go to that one planet and see Poe's ex girlfriend, and oh, they're like, uh, "We need." We, yeah, that's fine. Yeah, we like, really oh, talked about that. Yeah, that whole part was like, "Oh, C three blah 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 blah." It was blah. just fun stuff. So yeah. So anyways. We're on, we're on the water planet. Then the whole thing happens where she catches the lightsaber and she stabs Kylo, and then she heals him, and then that kind of had a change of heart for him. Yeah. Um. So then they leave. My, my, I really like the scene where he's standing looking over the ocean, and then we hear Han Solo's voice. Yes. I was like, oh my god, this, this, that. Kylo Ren is the character that has the most complete arc in the whole sequel oh, trilogy yeah, movies. Of course. And I thought that was a really good fitting end for him because the. The person that he loved the most and also killed is the person that is trying to tell him to come back. Yes. And I thought that fit really well. Yes. Um, although, arguably, it could have also been Luke that could have been the person that kind yeah. of put her back. Well, whatever. Yeah. It could have been his mom, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I thought that it was it, everything came full circle for him. Then he threw his lightsaber into the water, and then he... Um, you know, Ray escapes and goes to Exegol by herself, and she meets Palpatine. And then Palpatine's like, "Guess what? You're my granddaughter. I, your parents were were my my children." And then I'm like, "Okay, who the hell did he fuck to get children?" Oh, Lord. <laughs> and then, uh, you know, and then Kylo Ren becomes Ben Solo again, and then yes. he they do the whole thing where like she force teleports the lightsaber to him, and he pulls it out, I fights the Knights admit, of Ren. That was my whole. Fa- that was definitely my favorite part of that battle when, yes. when they did that i was like okay that's cool yeah. I, I acknowledge that was awesome yep and all the meanwhile we have the rest of the resistance gathering a bunch of ships yep. to fight uh the thousands of deaths the the, the star destroyers that yeah. are there that all have death star lasers yes um I, I thought it was so dumb that at the end of episode eight they're like we need to send a distress calls distress call so leia sent one out no one came it took two hours for lando and chewie to go around the whole galaxy and gather a bunch of people yeah <laughs> 
hey, <laughs> I mean, you got to do what you got to do. The dude it has clout. Take, <laughs> yeah, it takes two hours sometimes. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, or maybe a whole movie. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, you know, you know. <laughs> um, So they're fighting up on the top. And we got Ben and we got Ray fighting Palpatine on the bottom. And I really thought that they were going to have an awesome epic lightsaber battle again. And I was so disappointed when they didn't have a lightsaber battle with Palpatine. You know what was even more disappointing? Go on. I thought, you know how there were two lightsabers? Yes. I thought that Ben and Ray were going to both wield a lightsaber and put it together and defeat Palpatine. Yeah. I was like, you know, I when Ben turned back to the good side, I had, when he was back in the light, I romanticized, like, I get it. The Rise of Skywalker is about Ben because yeah, yeah, yeah. everyone's like I, I was like doing this mental gymnastics yep, in my head I'm yep. like, I was like this is epic this is what the whole movie's about because Ben is the last Skywalker and yep. he's finally back to the light and this is his right like this is gonna happen and then like when they when they had the two lightsabers revealed I was like fuck these two are gonna kill him together like I had this all in my head and yeah. I'm just like this is gonna act this is actually pretty cool like yeah. i like how this is like leading up to i thought the same thing i was like this is awesome this is like perfect i'm so excited for it none of that happened yep absolutely none of that happened yep. and then yep. i was like wow i was i was bamboozled yeah they got me <laughs> they, they got, got me they yeah. got me good oh my god i i i thought yeah i thought he was gonna be the one because yeah. i was like okay this is about ben yes and so you know so palpatine force lightnings them and then ben gets thrown into a, a hole i'm like okay anime rules again he's yes. not dead he's if he didn't show it he's not dead and then um you know he's like i'm all the sith and then she's like i'm all the jedi and i thought that was really cool because they yeah. had cameos from all the other people yes. from previous movies you know hayden christensen they got yeah they got uh, Liam neeson that was a deep pull yeah hayden i was like damn they got hayden christensen they got they got yoda they got frank oz they got yeah. uh, mace windu yeah they had people from the the cartoons yeah i was like what they got those people too. Um, so that was really awesome to have those cameos and tie it all back together. Uh, but that didn't make up for anything else that happened for the rest of the scene. Yes. So then she, you know, directs the lightning back at him and then he, uh, he dies and then Ben comes back and then she dies. And then Ben's like, okay, I gotta, I gotta, I can see you. You're, you're already like in the, in the pose. Uh, Elisa's doing one of those, like, I'm going to put my head over my forehead because I can't take what's going to happen next. So then Ben's like, all right, you heal me. I heal you. So he heals her. She comes back to life. They look at each other. Right. And there's a hot second where they look into each other's eyes. He he, like takes her face. She takes his face and then they kiss. And I kid you not, in my theater, there was an audible, oh, no. And some guys, <laughs> some guys like, oh, fuck. And then I started laughing. There are other people laughing. People are like, oh, no, in my theater. Like, no one was happy in my theater. Like, in my <laughs> theater, it was like a collective gasp, but not like a, <gasps> it was more like a, what? Like, yeah, exactly. Like, I was like, <laughs> it was a gasp of disgust. Because, yeah, one day, one when did at any point that these two have any sexual chemistry yeah when did they yeah when did they ever like have any signs of liking each other yeah and why (laughs) so i so before i watched um episode nine i saw rogue one for the first time which by the way is an excellent movie but we're not so good which is all which Ah. is a it's a really good movie yes so in rogue one Jin and cassian um, the elevator where they're going down to the beach. Yes, they're going back down to the beach. The planet is about to explode. They both know that they're about to die and that they saved the rebellion. Yep. And they look at each other 
and they give each other this look and it's a look of satisfaction that holy crap we did it and we did it together he even like grabs and, her face and, like know, in a way yep. he's gonna kiss her but, but they, you know what they do they hug yeah a hug of just like we did it like um the uh the me um the the hot ones meme oh. look, look at us yeah yeah did you think i didn't <laughs> yep like that was basically what that scene was but it was a scene of like such just respect and just like look at what we did together and yeah. like holy crap like i did it i feel that scene would have been more powerful if the two of them just hugged because it would have yeah Okay, there's a lot of things. First, I feel like Ben should have been part of killing Palpatine in the first place. Yes, it should have been a dual, uh, dual wheel, dual wielding. Um, they should have just hugged, and it would have been like really great. Like I, I, I would have felt more impacted by that if they just hugged. Yeah. And lastly, Ben should not have died because I was like, bitch, what the fuck? Everything. Uh, I- yeah. <laughs> Why is it that everything I guessed about this movie is wrong? <laughs> when he died, I was like, wait. Why is it called Rise of Skywalker then? Yeah, no, okay. <laughs> I was like, wait yeah, a second. I was, like, <laughs> I was like, what is going on? What? Why is this happening? So after they kiss, he lies down and he disappears and his yeah. clothes are just there. I'm like, yeah. oh shit, what the fuck? And then Ray's just like, fuck, now he, he just ghosted me, literally. <laughs> yeah. they, so They all come back. She goes back to Tatooine. And- okay, that, I... I, that part pissed me off so much, right? Oh, yep. And so she goes, she buries Luke and Leia's lightsabers in the sand, right? And then this random-ass lady with this space camel is like, Oh, like, hey, hey. Who, who are you? And she's like, oh, I'm Ray. She's like, what's your last name? I'm like, why is that important? Who the fuck even cares? I'm like, why is that important? And she looks, she sees the force ghosts of Luke and Leia, and she's Literally, like, Literally, who the fuck cares? She's like, Skywalker. <laughs> Ray Skywalker credits, and then yeah, and then I I wanted them to cut back to the lady. She'd be like, "Oh, fuck off," and then just walk away. Oh my god, <laughs> that yes. would have been the best thing ever. So what really pisses me off about that is I really think Ray should have just said, "Oh, I'm just Ray." Cut to credits because because oh, yeah. the whole point, like I felt like okay, a lot of feelings after episode eight. I personally thought because I'm naive apparently. I thought that they were actually not going to make Ray related to anyone. And I thought I, what well, I thought for a second that would actually be awesome. Yes. If yes. Ray was not related to anyone, like yes. just because it's like Skywalkers don't got to be <laughs> like yeah. like you, you know Absolutely. like like you don't have to be related to someone from the original trilogy to be awesome. You know what I mean? Like yeah. Je- Jedi's exist. So I was yeah. really hoping that she actually wasn't related to someone. Mm. And then it turns out she fucking was. Yep. Related to the goddamn Emperor. Super big cop out. <laughs> so her name is technically Ray Palpatine. And then, like, she should have just been like, I'm Ray. Yep. Smile at the camera. Credits yep. roll. But that didn't happen. And I'm just like, I'm upset. The reason I'm upset is because I feel like Ben should have been standing there too. Mm. Because he is the last Skywalker to be. I wish they should have. I wish they showed like, Harrison and Ben as well with Leia. And Luke. Oh, don't get me even started. <laughs> oh, MG. First of all, you about to kill out. You're about to kill off Ben after this whole movie is called The Rise of Skywalker, yep. and then you don't even include him in the family picture in the sky. And I'm like, I'm over. And like after that, I was like, I can't believe that. Like I was so excited in the first half of the movie, and yeah. literally the last thirty minutes of the movie. They just brought it all down. Yep. So I would like to also mention some other details. She had a, like a yellow lightsaber and I was like, 
okay. <laughs> like, I, yeah. I was really like, okay, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I just, I would have felt more, like I said, the hype would have been there if she just didn't take a last name. Like, yeah. I, I, I like just disregarded her Palpatine last yep. name and just been like. Yep. And then the end. Yep. <sighs> Um, a a couple, lot of disappointment. <laughs> a couple other details. Um, at the end of the whole Exegol battle, uh, we see Maz Kanata give Chewie the medal at the end of A New Hope that he didn't get because I was like, oh my god, they're copping out. They're pull they're really scraping the barrel for fan service. So remember at the end of episode four, they have the whole big award ceremony for blowing up the Death Star. Luke and Han get medals, but Chewie doesn't. That's a good point. I, I didn't think about that. I know, but some fans did and JJ took notice and he's like you know what we're gonna give Chewie the medal from the end of A New Hope and I was like that's fucking dumb why, yeah. why would you this this doesn't make any sense <laughs> like, you, yeah. what the hell so they did that and I was like you're really scraping the bottom of the barrel and then um, they showed two rebel resistance pilots kiss that were both female and I was like okay you're gonna show this for five seconds but you don't have the guts to have two main characters also be you know like gay or lesbian or LGBTQ like Come on, what the heck? <laughs> like some people are like, yeah, Poe and Finn are, you know, they're they're a thing together. And I was like, okay, I can kind of see that happening. And like I was like, okay, maybe they maybe they might have a thing, but you know, they made Poe a straight dude and Finn a straight dude. And I was like, all right. And you shafted Finn because freaking Rose wasn't included in shit. So yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yep. So Finn had uh, Ray, Rose, and Jana as his three ladies. And I was like, why are y'all making Finn this pimp? Like, why can't you just Make him yeah. a better character than this. Yeah, it would have been awesome. <laughs> yeah. Well, th those are the details I wanted to pick out. Um, and so, yeah, overall, I didn't really think it was too great of a movie. I thought it was a good action movie. Yeah, it, I, it, that's exactly how I feel. I thought it was a perfectly fine action movie. Yeah. It was great. Um, the movie by itself, if I didn't see anything else, I would have been like, oh, this is fun. This is awesome. This is know? awesome. Yes. Yeah. But when you know about everything else, you're like, oh, okay. Yeah. And then... My thought about this, to summarize this all together, is it's fine if you have different directors for a trilogy or for anything, but have the same fucking writers. Like, yeah. like that, like that blew my mind. Like, because you know the original trilogy doesn't have the same director each time, yes. but the same person, aka George Lucas and other people, you know, and his like crew, they wrote. The, you know the damn trilogy together so it's yeah. like what blows my mind is not the fact that these different directors did so many different things it's like why weren't there not like why did we not have like just a sing like the story already done is i'm just like yeah, mind-blowing I, I don't get it they didn't because they didn't have a kevin feige person in their company to yeah. lead them they're just like okay we're gonna we're gonna hope that these directors do what we want them to and yeah. they're gonna have con full creative control but it, it like it went like this for yeah, the trilogy. It, it went like weird. up and then down and then up again because like you have JJ who's like one of the most respected action directors in Hollywood who's yeah. like he's known for doing sci-fi and like stuff with like twists and stuff. Yeah, episode seven was fine. Yeah, I thought it was it a was good, good starting point. It was a good introduction. Yeah, and I was like, okay, this is great. It was written by him and some other writers. Yeah. Episode eight was literally the reason why is because episode eight is so different is because Ryan Johnson both solely directed and wrote that movie. No one else you wrote see, the movie. So they, there was no clear direction for him. He shouldn't have freaking written the movie. It's the plot. Like everything should have just been already there. And then he just directs the fucking movie. Like it, it should have been at the beginning. Like I, it should have been JJ outlining all three movies instead yes. of having the directors just choose what's going to yes. happen next. Or just like whoever, like, just any person outlining the whole yeah, thing. That no, was it. That, that's all get they Get Dave Filoni. Yeah, get, that's get, all they know? needed. Just an outline and then go on with it. Yeah. Because 
J.J. was not supposed to be the director for episode three either. It was supposed to be Colin Trevorrow, the guy yeah. who directed Jurassic World. But then the book of Henry came out that went, that Colin directed and then it didn't do very well. Yeah. And he's like, I'm leaving this project due to creative differences. I'm like, well, I think Disney just kicked you out because you did a shit job. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah. And then episode nine was written by JJ and the Chris Terrio, who's one of the writers of the Pirates of the Caribbean franchise. Yeah. It just, I think, yeah, the, like, like, and this is just like my thing with the fan base. It's not about the fact that there were different directors. It's about the fact that there were different writers each time. And there was no overall plan. Exactly. That's the biggest thing. So you know who I blame? Kathleen Kennedy. Exactly. She, I, I think she's more of a business person than a studio head. Yeah. I think that she just knows how to get people's butts in seats rather than have, having them appreciate what was already established. Um, <sighs> I mean, like, I, you know, Lucasfilm is a company and I think they do great work. Yeah. Um, not just within, like, the Star Wars franchise, but within ILM as well, you know. Yes. Um, but have a plan. Have a oh, goddamn yeah. plan. I agree. <laughs> I hope the next set of trilogy movies from Ryan Johnson have an overall plan, you know. Yes. But we'll see. Yes. All right. Thanks for listening to us rant. Yeah, that that was a long rant. We had a lot of feelings. Yeah, I have very strong opinions about this movie. The last time I had strong opinions about a movie like this, it was Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom. And you can listen to that podcast where Jordan and I gush about it because we hate it. <laughs> not not gush in a good way. Like, we, we talk really bad about that movie. Oh, my gosh. Uh, but, yeah, anyways, uh, if you want to leave us a comment, you can go to our website, www.downtime.live. You can contact us directly at contact at downtime.live. Um, you can find our Discord in the description of this video. You can also leave a comment on YouTube, Stitcher, Podbean, anywhere that this podcast is hosted. Yes. We're also on Apple Music slash iTunes, and you can leave us a review there, uh, and we'll read all of it on the podcast. Um, within our Discord, you can also leave questions or comments as well, and we'll, we'll not leave those out. Oh, yeah. And hopefully both of us will be on the podcast next episode, and we'll actually talk about games we're playing. Yeah. This is going to be a crazy year, so we hope that you stick around for the ride with us. Yes. Thanks for listening to our Star Wars rant. Yep. Have a great night. Thanks for listening to 126. See you next time. <laughs>